welcome back to Alex in a Pod. My name is Evie, I'm in second year, and I'm going to talk to you guys about the Grammy Awards. But before we go into the award winners and what the awards are, I'd like to just have like a history slash background of the Grammys, just for those of you who don't know. So a a Grammy Award or a Grammy is an award presented by a recording um, academy to recognize achievements in the music industry. The trophy illustrates a golden gramophone, which is basically an old-fashioned record player. The annual presentation ceremony features um, performances from well-known artists um, of all ages. The Grammys are the second of the big three major music awards held annually before the American Music Awards in the fall and the Billboard Music Awards in the summer. It is considered um, one of the four major annual American Entertainment Awards along with the Academy Awards, which is for film, the Emmy Awards, which is for television, and the Tony Awards, which is for theater and Broadway. There are four awards that are not restricted by genre, which are... Um, The album of the year is awarded to the performer, um, the songwriter or songwriters, and the production team of a full album and the artist themselves. Record of the year is an award um, to the performer and the production team of a single song, not an EP or an album, just a single song. Song of the year is awarded to a songwriter or songwriters of that single song. Best New Artist is an award to a promising breakthrough performer who releases during the year, even though it might not be their first release. So this year, between 2019 and 2020, those four awards went to one person, and that one person is Billie Eilish. Everybody was shocked because it's been a while since one artist has won all four of them. I personally am not surprised because she has a beautiful voice and her brother is an amazing music producer. Um, there have been videos spreading around Instagram, I don't know if you see them, of um, Billie Eilish was like, please, no, I don't want to win another one. And Ariana Grande was like, no, you should get it. No, it's fine. Everybody thinks that Ariana Grande should have won the album of the year, which is her Thank You Next album. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed. Bye. Um, before you say bye. Okay. Take my mind. Bye. This whole um, Billie Eilish thing? Yeah. I don't get it. Why? Why? It's like... She's like an alternative mu- musician and also a pop musician mixed together, and she's very different. That's why everybody likes her. What was the four she won? The four awards. She won the um, album of the year, the song of the year, the record of the year, and the like new artist of the year. What's the difference between album of the year and record of the year? Well, record is like maybe an EP rather than a whole album. Could be anything. Yeah. What would what she win the that for? Um, which one? All of all Yeah, of so what, well, the album, what single did she win, best single? The single was Bad Guy. Okay, and the E, the, not the EP, the record? Well, the record was, I think it was, um, her, What Do We Do When We Fall Asleep or something? I don't remember the actual album name. Okay. Or When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it. It's, it's like... She's she's one of those one artists Irish. that like is very different in the sense that she she never changed that like her image hasn't changed since she became an artist like only certain artists haven't changed and like like for example Khalid as well he hasn't changed his looks he's just the same he was when he first started as a musician. I think if you asked any artists who are like you know in the public eye they'd say that they have never changed since they got their money no, they've like, never changed i don't change their looks like si- f- i think um billy eilish doesn't like a lot of female artists 
half like show off their bodies in a way and they wear quite revealing stuff but Billie Eilish just she she's very young she's amazing and she doesn't feel as if she has to show herself to be liked so you think it's because she doesn't like to show her body off that's why she's won the four Grammys (laughs) no just that she's herself and everybody likes who she is I think a little bit of it's down to like um just it's very like the music she makes is very different so it doesn't really matter as much of how much people are liking at the moment because it's good because of how different it is currently and she's actually changing what's currently out there so like she you couldn't actually be like oh this is music that's really related to like the similar to what she's doing because there's very little stuff out there it's kind of like when there's one big artist that changes the game and changes how music is done. She's the only one that's sort of been that person so far in recent years, I feel. And h- could you compare it to anyone else who's done that sort of thing in the past 10, 20 years? Oh, the, Be- the Beatles, certainly. Yeah. yeah, but that was like 50 years ago. I know. Ago. Okay, yeah. so... I, well, there's like a lot. Did the Beatles win Grammys? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't really follow I'm sure they the did, Grammys. But no, no, do I? Anyways, sorry, Ornella, do you want to... Um, Billie Eilish actually did an interview with Calvin Klein where she said that she wears a lot of baggy clothes because um, a lot of female artists are body shamed and um, that's, that's quite a thing that should stop, actually. And she doesn't want people to look at her for like her looks or her body. She wants to be recognized for her music only. So which is why she wears like a lot of baggy clothes and stuff and you don't really see her usually in revealing clothes. So if that's what she wants to do, why doesn't she wear a wig like Sia does all the time so people don't recognize her? Because she doesn't want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but everybody actually knows who Sia is. Like, she can't stay behind the... Like, everybody knows who the Marshmallow is and who Sia is, the actual people, but they still wear wigs and... Oh, I think, uh, like, people definitely know them, but they wouldn't be... I, if you put a picture of Sia in front of me, I probably wouldn't get it first time who it was. Yeah, but, like, people know still. They figured it out, but she doesn't have to cover herself up. Is what she's also saying. Oh no, not at all. I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying she has to. Um, I'm just. I'm sort of just playing devil's advocate here. Also, I think she kind of likes what she wears. I don't think she minds. Yeah, I mean, I you have to. What you want to just boss it when you're, because yeah. it's very out there as well. Like, um, her outfit to Grammys was like complete Gucci and like a face mask and everything, and it's kind of fun. Like, yeah. When you when you do something so fully, peop- and so committed to it, it's yeah. kind of like you don't feel like oh am I stretching it too far? Like are people gonna say I'm wearing something weird? Because they already expect you to. But you can just go enjoy what you're gonna wear and don't really have to think about probably what people are gonna say about it. Mm. Mm. And do you think Billie Eilish just wears what she wants just because that's what she wants to wear, or she wears what she wants to make a statement or to be different? A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Because I think that some artists wear outrageous stuff just because they want to be on the front cover of, you know, the newspaper the next morning, whatever it is. Like, it's partially, like, branding. Like, everyone has, like, their brand, like, Ariana Grande, her ponytail, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's just sort of, it's, like, the way it is at the moment. She'll probably change it up eventually. But, like, I don't think she binds. I think she likes it. Like, you're hardly going to change your style that drastically in this amount of time anyway. Like, in fact, she'd probably be wearing, if she liked that at the moment, she's probably still going to like it in, like, a month's time. Mm. 
Yeah, well, very interesting. Uh, you have convinced me to go and listen to some more of her music. Because mm-hmm. clearly I'm a bit uneducated about her. And she's super young as well. What age is she? She's she just turned 18. 18, what? yeah. That's, I think no that's way. the crazy part. Yeah. yeah. Like, I knew Four she was grand. young. I, I thought she was in her early 20s. Right? No. She turned 18. Her first album, you know, do you know the song Ocean Eyes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she came, that was when she was 13. What? Yeah. But she didn't release it when she was 13, did she? She did. Yeah. Her, her brother's um, a music producer and... Yeah, what's her brother's name? Oh, Phineas. 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 Does she have a famous father or something like that as well? No. I don't know. Or I'm Not probably thinking of Miley Cyrus or something. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hi, so this is um, Alana and... Heather, hey. And... Um, we're gonna just do a little bit about teenagers and money. So and how to make some. <laughs> yeah, how because to make some money. but like like it's hard. It's hard when you don't actually you don't your your job at the moment isn't having a job. It's mainly going to school. Yeah. Like that's your thing, going to school, trying to do well there probably. Or wherever else you're doing your stuff. Like maybe you're into hockey and you kinda wanna leave school behind. But whatever. Um like working isn't really a main dedication yeah. so it's really hard to get money and like people have different like financial issues like different aspects of their life so we're just going to give some ideas on how you can make money as a teenager yeah. so well firstly there's the obvious one which is babysitting yeah cousins siblings neighbors yeah the sometimes i know we're saying it but like a lot of some people it's hard because i know um my mum wouldn't let me babysit someone she didn't know the parents of. Oh. So she would want to know that they're normal, they're not going to, like, you know, like, they're not going to be <laughs> mistreating me or you don't want to, you don't want to... If you don't know the people, there's different circumstances. Yeah. But dodge. Yeah. And I know that sometimes it's sometimes hard to find people to babysit if maybe you don't have neighbours or you're don't actually happen to have cousins or you know yeah. it's not always it's very much like social it's a connections thing mm-hmm. primarily La- last year when I was a fourth year I was trying to get babysitting and I found it so hard for my neighbours because they all had already like kind of organised babysitters or whatever yeah so I put up loads of banners in school which was really good because since you we were part of like the same Alex community they were close they were close but also like not that it was any safer but like I don't know, it was less dodgy than just some absolute random area. Yeah, like you didn't, yeah, it's not like when you, you know, there's like websites where like, I need a babysitter and that's a bit, like people do that, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I wouldn't be totally I wouldn't be in, I wouldn't know how much I trust the people. Yeah, I put like banners up in the junior school, so I would definitely recommend that for anyone that's looking for babysitting jobs. Another one which I think you can hire more for, which is kind of like babysitting, is tutoring. Because you're, you can, you can pay, get paid more for tutoring, I think, because you're trying to help out someone. Yeah. So if you, I know you probably would have to have done your junior cert. Well, it depends who you're tutoring. Most of the chance, you're not going to be helping out a kid in primary school. So you're, know. you could be, you could Never be. Know. So chances are you probably have to help who's, someone who's doing the junior cert or anywhere in that upwards, you know. Yeah. So you'd want to have done your junior cert probably for this yeah to work because you want they probably be like oh what do you how do you do in that subject yeah but not even just like tutoring like academics I suppose but also like an instrument or something yeah. like that yeah if you teach um 
if you actually just teach an instrument, if you know how to play piano, you don't actually need to be yeah, a qualified teacher. No, you can just, you need to be a certain, uh, a certain level. If you're teaching, you can't be teaching, if you're grade one, you can't be teaching someone who's like primary, you know, you need to be. Say if you're like grade six. That you can probably teach good. anyone like, I'd say grade, up to grade three, maybe. Yeah, Wait, like, like you're on grade. Maybe? If you're on grade six, you could probably teach yeah. anyone up to grade three. Yeah, totally. Or you even higher, but like just that for, would for the be the student's best interest. I think you yeah. should get them a proper yeah. teacher. Other, but otherwise, I think you're grand. Like, I, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to teach them if if yeah. you're good at teaching. That's what it comes down to really. If you're good yeah. at teaching, if you're bad because kids and you're impatient, you should leave the uh, babysitting <laughs> and tutoring. And, and yeah, In don't the, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so. Another thing that everyone, I think, um, has had a go at is selling stuff online, like clothes great on Depop, one. or just like bits and bobs on eBay, which is good. That's a good way, because you can choose yeah. how expensive it is. And also, it's a really nice one to make, if you, when you're busy, you want, like, that's the thing with this, you want to be able to make money when you choose. Yeah. That's the thing. So, like, with tutoring you can organize a certain time that works for you that's maybe only an hour a week or when you're babysitting you can say oh yes or no to that babysitting ideally you'd want to be saying yes more so they don't pick someone else but um that's like the ideal thing about these so with like ebay and depot you can make the money when you want to like it's there it's doing the job yeah like you're you just need to spending hours because it's all on your phone or yeah whatever. and like really with ebay you can actually sell anything and you'd get a lot of money with it. So if you really wanted to, you could make a lot of money from there, yeah. I like, think. Think about those weird Christmas presents you got from, like, an aunt three years ago that you never opened. That's, like, the perfect thing to yeah. put on eBay or Depop. Because you've never used it. And, like, there's so many it. weird people really? out there. <laughs> yeah. You could be selling, say, a rock from, yeah. like, some like, beach. This is a rare indigenous Don't rock. even lie. Just be like, this is a rock from a beach in Ireland. It has the heart and soul of our country in it. Someone um, might buy that. That's a, that's well, that's a stretch, but I'm just this. trying to prove a point. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if, if, oh, wait a minute. Anyway, okay, so... Stocks? Also, I was going to say... No, we'll go to that one at the end. <laughs> I was going to say camps. Working in camps is really good. Okay, I'm really... Because you can work... If, if you can work an entire, like, week or month even, mm-hmm. and you... It's not... You can get the amount of money you might have got if you worked during the school term yeah. in like a, a way shorter space of time that's not interfering with your school. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you work say, like, six hours a day in a camp for, like, a week, you're getting so much money that really? you might have... Yeah, because you're getting... You Also, you probably get paid more than if you're working, say, like, a restaurant or a thing because they're paying you... Uh, I know I worked in a camp that was associated with the school, so they pay you holiday pay as well. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, so you get... It's not Alex, the school, but it was... Um, Alex associated with our school. Our school, not Alex. Oh um, I didn't want... I don't want to, like, you know... <laughs> no advertising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're in a different... Shh. <laughs> 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 okay, so basically it, it works out... I don't know, it, it's definitely more beneficial for your time. That's the whole thing. Making money really affects your time. Yeah. And I think that's a really good one. And then you also still have your evenings entirely free. 
if you're working a camp, it's not, it's only like in the mornings. Mm-hmm. It's with kids. It's generally like you're busy. You're not standing around all day. Yeah. Like you and have stuff to do. Like coloring pencils and stuff. Yeah, you could be doing art film, you could be doing sports, um, mm-hmm. baking. I'm you know, a few camps and also, so like if you're working, like if you work like a whole month, even like during camps, or you can even do like bits, like you can be like, oh, I'll work this week, this week, and this week. Like generally, they're very flexible, I think. And so um, yeah, so and then they also generally have like after camps for like people whose parents work late. Yeah. And once once they get to know you, I think they're very they like to keep people on the same rota, and you don't have to worry about. It's not like the same road movement they have with the restaurants it's like it only comes around during the breaks so you don't have to worry about missing anything you know what I mean um and just with restaurants there I think when people think of like oh I'm gonna get a quick job over the summer they everyone like including myself and probably I did it yeah everyone's just like yeah I'll just become a waitress but it's actually such a trek becoming a waitress because there's all this like insurance or non-insurance, like, tax stuff and forms. And it's just annoying. And also, it's kind of... It, you get... I don't think you're treated as well. Yeah, you're, like... Because you're younger, there's a lot of, like... Mm, she doesn't really A bit know. of disrespect. Yeah, doesn't really know what she's doing. But then you're also given all the, like, really crap jobs. Like, I was cleaning toilets for most of the summer. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember on my last day... Uh, oh no in the last hour one day where I was actually supposed to have already left they told me oh we're going to teach you how to clean the toilets now and I'm like I'm supposed to go home now my shift has ended and you're making me clean the toilets and pretending you're teaching me when really you just need the job done today and you make me go and and they don't they like you could end up in a really nice restaurant but the chances are the people who are managing it aren't even the people who are working there who are like you know like they're not on the staff during the day like they're not what you call them um like you know the house you know what I mean there's like the there's like the people who own the restaurant yeah like landlords no like the the person who owns the restaurant and the, the person who works in charge of everyone like the manager I guess maybe that is the name yeah but they change they can change every day and then you have like, I don't know, we'll move on for that. It's not that important, really, based on our topic. But um, we're just saying that generally working in like restaurants can be a bit more difficult. Yeah. And you don't get to pick the times you get to work as which, well. Yeah, which is, which is really is... annoying. Because like, for example, I was working in a restaurant and I was working at nights. So I rarely got to go with my friends during the summer. So everyone would be waking up at like, I don't know, two in the afternoon. And... I'd, I'd have like my day but doing nothing because everyone else is still in bed yeah and then I'd go to work and then they'd be all be going out so that was a bit of FOMO there yeah it's just it's it's not as convenient and then you can they they move on very quickly I think I don't know just at this age they're not it's not always the best job to have I think yeah and it interferes more probably and you do get paid minimum wage minimum wage mm-hmm also, like, a, like, the next one to that, which people probably think of, is, like, a sales assistant or something. Oh, I wouldn't dream of it. Really? I feel, like, I feel like it's an easy job. Really? But you can, it can be probably very boring. It's I definitely a lot of hanging around. So out of you. When someone comes to you and they're like, excuse me, can I talk to your manager? Yeah. I I couldn't do that. I think it's, it's just so much, again, they also, they always want people with experience. Yeah. Oh, actually, for anyone who's in fourth year or going into fourth year, use work experience to your best advantage. Like, 
Yeah, going to a real estate agent's fine, but go to a restaurant because then you can kind of like show off your skills yeah. if you are looking for. That's what I did. Yeah, same as me. Get work experience in a place first yeah. because that's, that's the like only place to start. Like practical, because like yeah, you're not gonna get a summer job in the real estate agents unless like I don't know. You're not. Member. You're not gonna get a summer job in a real estate. They're not gonna trust yeah. you to sell houses. <laughs> but like if you're like filing and stuff. Like the crap jobs. Yeah, they're not going to pay for that. But they can have interns or, do that for free. Yeah. Either or for always, always, and then ask at the end, oh, can I have a job here? Even yeah. like or a always reference. offer. Yeah, or a reference. Always just, always just. If you if you're starting out and you've no experience, always work in a place for free first. Ask them immediately, or just get a reference. Mm-hmm. The last one I put down um, was. Oh, also another one is stock photos. If you like taking pictures, you know photos, stock photos, pictures on Im- images on Google, on anything. Like, you know, you see the pictures and they have those, they become memes and the ladies are there and they're like, and the one she loves, you know, the one, stock images. Just like photos online. Just photos online. Oh, right. You can sell oh, to like them. Those, like giffy things. Just pictures. You know the pictures that are like, they say they have like a branding on them sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stock image. That's the yeah. name. Okay, okay, okay. You can, you can sell pictures to, to companies like that and get money. So if you're already out taking pictures and, you know, pictures are fairly good. Like everyone has, I think, a, a lot of people have a fairly nice phone now. Yeah. Which will take good pictures. If you take good pictures, you can sell them to companies and stuff. Or even uh, you can put them on websites and sell them, like, your image for, like, stickers. People can buy them. Yeah. For, like, stickers, they can buy them to put them on T-shirts. But if you do that, you're making a lot of money very easily. Because then, again, you're making the money without putting in the work. And, like... you're making connections because it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. In certain cases. Yeah. Uh, and our fun, my final point was stocks. So, like, invest in yeah. the stock market. Yeah, because who the hell knows anything about the stock market? Well, you can start learning now, <laughs> better late than never. You know, that's how millionaires make their money: stocks. That's how they get it. But that's how they also lose it. But they have enough money to smart. Lose. They can be smart. You got to be smart about it. I know. Uh, I was going to invest in Bitcoin, but then I didn't because I got scared. <laughs> I have not invested in anything, but my siblings have invested in five bananas. That's and a, that's I a good one. That's a good investment. Here's the thing. That seems it's people are going to buy bananas. Yeah. It's a common enough fruit around here. Mm-hmm. And, and it Fives doesn't. This is the brand. Yeah. And it's not like it's going to be. I'm just putting that one out there. This isn't a. This isn't an advertisement. <laughs> invitation to. A... I'm just saying this one because because it's it's simple enough one where you don't feel there's too much of a risk. Maybe I'm being. I don't know. Maybe you will lose money. I actually don't know anything about stocks. <laughs> but in, in look into it. If you invest even this like 20 euro, I know they only invested 20 euro, but I think at this point they've made at least 200. And that's just make, that's money being made without you doing anything. I say leave it there, trust something will happen mm-hmm. and don't mess with it. And it's small amount. If you think about it, the amount of money you spend on like, because I saw this, the amount of money you spend like buying coffee places, instead invest that money into the coffee shop. So if you're buying two euro worth of coffee, I don't know how many people do this, every day or whatever, yeah. from Starbucks, in, instead invest that two euro that you would have spent maybe over the month yeah. into Starbucks and have like a share in that or whatever. That's so smart. Because sure. then you're getting money off them. Just mad. I was talking about coffee yesterday with my neighbours and my brother. And my brother was like, 
I, I was talking about like how expensive coffees are. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, yeah, like forty, not forty, Jesus, four eighty for a coffee in some that's place. Ri- that's ridiculous. It was insane. And um, my brother was like, yeah, usually coffee only takes about thirty cent to make, because for like trainee baristas, they they're just told to make coffees and like throw them out after. And then the customer's paying like I don't know. Oh, that's true because they don't even use the coffee when you're training. So you're almost. Pe- Spending a fiver on coffee that costs like 30 cent to make. How insane is that? Yeah. Anyway, that's... On that note. (laughs) On that note, I think think we've covered a lot. The best thing is like, I'd say my top recommendations would be camps Mm. and tutoring or... Oh, another one. If you sell with the whole like eBay and selling stuff thing, if you are like artistic or anything like that, you can... Like, I know I... Paint, I bought shoes and I painted them for my friend and sold them for for like a profit. So and they were it, really cool. Yeah. If anyone needs a lana to paint their shoes, yeah, they're good. Call me up. Yeah. Go to Mr. Barr and say, "Hey, who's that fifth year who laughs, <laughs> laughs way too much on the podcast?" <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. Then. Um, uh, no, but you can if you do something like that, you can get a lot of money. Because you can tell, like, if also, if you make the person get the product beforehand, you can get more money off them. Because it seems like, like, if you buy the product for them and include the amount, like, your hours, your the amount you spend on products, the amount you actually, like, the actual product you're giving them, then all that cost, it adds up, it makes it seem like a lot more expensive for them. So make them get the stuff first. Even just with, like, anything, if you like sewing and want to make someone a skirt. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's that. Bye. Bye. Are we morally responsible for our actions, even if they are ultimately caused by factors beyond our control? By Liz Chow. Do you believe in fate? Were Romeo and Juliet's deaths inevitable? Was Orpheus always destined to be unable to save his beloved Eurydice? Was it Columbus's destiny to discover the new world? I believe that every decision made and its subsequent actions you caused is triggered by previous events leading up to that specific choice. It's continued in the same sense, linked through an ongoing chain of events. Therefore, yes, I believe in fate. If every event that has occurred was predisposed with only one pathway through, then how can we be morally responsible for what was already predestined to happen? We cannot be held ethically accountable for actions that we had no control over, and I will discuss how this is true in all accounts. I will examine this under the assertion that free will does not exist, supporting that with a number of reasons, as well as a wide array of evidence, ultimately proving that this statement is false. When discussing moral responsibility, it comes hand in hand with free will. Most, the most common definition of free will is to have the ability to choose between different possible courses of action unimpeded, and I believe it does not exist. There is not a plausible situation where you can be held morally responsible for your actions when you don't have free will. They cannot coincide together. Free will is an illusion. Studies that were first conducted by American psychologist Benjamin Libet, then adapted by other esteemed scientists, shows that the brain actively makes a decision approximately 10 seconds before the person is aware of this decision made. 
This conclusion brings about the argument that since we, the human population, are firstly oblivious of the decision made, then how can we be held accountable for said decision? Secondly, research conducted has shown that our genetics and how we are nurtured alter our decision-making progress cosmically. These studies illustrate how your childhood and genes decide your subconscious choices in the brain. Your environment and genetics impact each decision made and it impedes the process of an action taking place. Free will does not factor in here as choices made by yourself were affected by your upbringing. Our our brain makes up the fundamental characteristics of a person from our choices on how we use the prize money you may have just won or choosing what time to get up in the morning. From Libet's experiment, he concluded that our brains initiate voluntary movements before we are aware of having already decided to move. Although his experiment has been polluted, there has been additional research. Specifically, I read an experiment conducted by Aaron Serger, as well a well-respected neuroscientist, which had the same principles of Libet's original investigation. This investigation, although with different results, still had the same base conclusion, that the brain process of the choice of action unconsciously before the agent is knowing, knowing. If you have already made a particular decision unconsciously in the brain, there were no alternative routes but the one previously chosen by your own brain, and this scenario does not align with the definition of free will. This means that here, free will never existed in the first place. I put it to you, if you had predecided the decision made, where are the other potential decisions? There are no other possible choices, so again, I'll restate, free will is not possible. But you might say that, well, isn't your brain in essence your own self? So then, subsequently, would it not be you that is making the decision? But first, let's go back to basics. We can see eye to eye that all mental states are the same as brain states, or at least derived from your brain. Let me pose this question to you. What is a brain state? A brain state is a biological state and therefore is a physical state. There aren't any physical states determined by the laws matter. Therefore, it can be said that although you might seem like you were making the decision, it was all just part of a chain of reactions. When confronted with an array of choices, theoretically, if free will was to be true, we would weigh the advantages and disadvantages and and make a decision based on these factors. But But what is our opinion based on? It is constructed from our personality and moral principles. Test results from Dr. Neil Jewell Nielsen study on monozygotic twins displayed that an environment is a key factor in the psychological mindset of individual. Also, Eric Erickson, an experienced psychiatric, outlined in his analysis that there are eight main stages where a person's personality is developed, and five out of these eight are developed before reaching adulthood. These two studies highlight how the environment and childhood of a person is major influence on that person's moral belief and identity. Many experts agree that high-quality parenting plays a critical role in the development of a child's personality. This, in turn, shapes the child's moral principles. We can all agree that, as an infant, there is no choice given to you in who raises you 
or what circumstances you are raised in. From the first day live, we learn, we learn from the environment we are exposed to how to adapt to the people surrounding us. A basic example would be a child eating vegetables. Let's take broccoli for an example. No child just wakes up one day and thinks, I do not like the taste of broccoli. No, someone or something they witnessed has influenced their preference to their liking of broccoli. That could be an older sibling who hate a ho- an older sibling who a- a- hates eating broccoli, or being the only vegetable their parents cook, and the dislike for it stemmed from there. These environments we are raised in surely affect us on what we like and dislike. This does not correspond to how we make decisions unhindered by the definition of free will. Our genetics also dictate the level of cognitive functions we have or whether or not we have a cognitive disability. The simple addition of a chromosome could result in a child with Down syndrome or the presence of the warrior gene, MAOA, which alters the behavior of the child. This specific gene, monoamine oxidase, has been linked to aggression. A small change in the basic human genome could affect your life forever, maybe needing extra help or having an affinity for developing cancer. These challenges alter how we perceive everything and value our, and our values in life. It's clear that our genetic makeup has an impact on how we perceive a decision. Our DNA is the foundation of who we are and in each of us, it sways in the direction of what we choose. Let me present two examples while applying the logic I have said above. In one, one in everyday life where the decision made is by factors within my control, and another in the extreme where the factors are beyond my control. Here you will see that although it might seem like I'm making a choice out of my own free will, it is actually a deliberate action derived by from invisible causes that occurred in my brain, which I... Initially, which I was initially unaware of. First, I should state that a deliberate action is made from a belief, a desire, and temperament. The first example is the decision for breakfast. Let's take myself as the subject. I am sitting down at my kitchen table with three different cereals in front of me. These are a whole grain Weetabix, Lucky Charms, and Crunchy Nut. I take my options into account, but immediately choose whole grain Weetabix. But why? I had already chosen in a split second. This was because I believe Weetabix is the healthiest option. I wanted to have a fulfilling breakfast that would give me energy throughout the day. Not to mention, I like eating Weetabix. But these weren't the only reasons I chose Weetabix. It also came from the fact that I find Lucky Charms too sweet from when I used to eat them nonstop when I was younger. So now, as a result of my childhood habit, I prefer other cereals. And with regards to crunchy nut, my teeth are too malleable and sensitive to undergo hard granola clusters. These factors form a deliberate action that that counteracts free will. Albeit invisible, they are still accountable and all grew from my youth, genes, and brain. There There was only the one option of Weedabix to begin with. Imagine your elderly mother and 10-year-old sister have been abducted and the kidnappers, the kidnappers are holding them for ransom. They have sent you, a dying cancer patient with two months left to live, 
a vest with a bomb in it, and the payment for their safe return is to enter the city airport and detonate the bomb. You're threatened that for every hour past, they will slice off a finger starting with your sister, and if you alarm the authorities, they would kill your mother. It is an impossible situation. You weigh the pros and cons, but really, in your brain, you have already made the decision. It is that you couldn't live with yourself if you didn't save your family. You walk aimlessly around the airport, sit down, then push the big red button. In this scenario, you had no control over the abductors, so you should be so should you be held morally responsible? Let's look at what caused the deliberate action. You believed that this was the only option. You desired to save and protect your mother and sister, and you felt trapped, and this was the only alternative. There could also be the fact that your mother has never committed any faults other than being too protective, and she has sacrificed her whole life working to pay for your college tuition, and also your sister just celebrated her birthday last week and hasn't even had her first love. The fact that you are swimming in debt, alone with no people in your life other than your endangered family, and you just got diagnosed with incurable cancer with two months left. You have nothing left to live for other than your family. The factors are here that you had no control over the abductors. Your illness was caused by a malfunction in your cells, and the fact that your family is everything you cherish above all else. Here, there is no free will, because there was only ever one option, to save your family no matter the cost. None of these elements could have been in your control to make your decision easier. The only one that had any certainty was the unconditional love you feel for your family. Everyone wants someone to blame for the horrible atrocities committed in the world. But the truth of it all is that we have no free will. We constantly go through trials and challenges that shape us as a person, which influences our decision-making process. Every factor is beyond our control, from the fact that the decision is made in our brain before our conscious mind has processed our choices, to the role that our genetics and upbringing plays on our decision-making. We are not free, as we have been led to believe. We should not be given any praise or punishment for our actions. As Arthur Schopenhauer said, a man can surely do what he wills to do, but cannot determine what he wills. Trying to keep a brave face, trying to stay strong, holding my head high like nothing's wrong. I don't want sympathy, I don't really want any I don't want to mention, cause I don't attention That's all I really want, that's all I really need That's all I really want, that's all I really need I've learned a lot It's all part of a big plot I can see right now But I will somehow it's all happening for a reason I'll go through stuff season I fix my eyes on you And I can't see through I fix my eyes on you It's only sinking in Still trying to grin Problems aren't important what I tell myself I'm constant 
Trying to keep a brave face, trying to stay strong Holding my head high like nothing's wrong I don't want sympathy, I don't really want any I don't want to mention, cause I don't attention That's all I really want, that's all I really need That's all I really want, that's all I really need What's up, Pod Squad? Today we're going to be talking about the LGBT community and, you know, everything that comes with it. So, um, guys, opinions. Ornella, back to you. Well, I do believe that the, the LGBTQ plus community is growing a lot since um, people are more accepting towards the community and um, more countries have allowed gay or lesbian marriage in some countries, it's still illegal, but, you know, it's progress. Uh, that, that's great. Um, fun fact, did you know that the, um, whatchamacallit, they were an army of Greek, Z-300, 300, 300 soldiers. Um, the Spartans, did you know yeah. that the Spartans were beat by an army of actually gay Greek lovers? Really? Yeah. Um, Greeks set them up together, of course, um, to <laughs> to make sure that uh, their uh, soldiers fight for love and therefore make them more strong and more enthusiastic about staying alive. Uh, very interesting. I didn't know that. That's actually quite interesting. Um, yeah. Quick question, right? At the very start of this conversation, perhaps you could, if you can, talk us through, you know, the way there's so many letters now attached to we have we started off with just L G B T Q and now we're Q and then plus I A, I A, A, A plus something. P, I don't I don't P know all the letters. No, I think it's just L G B T Q I A plus is the full thing. Okay. No 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 there's also like a P P I S yeah. something. So yeah. do you want to talk us through some of those? So um although there is a lot of confusion around um sexuality and gender there is a difference between the two. Sexuality is who you are attracted to, what gender or non-gender you are attracted to. Gender, on the other hand, is what you, what you identify as. For example, if you identify as a male, female, non-binary, you know, it's not the same thing. Yeah, but some people argue that non-binary and all those other genders are not real, that there's only two genders, male and female. Would you think that being non-binary or what's some other genders, um, gender, queer, whatever, is more of an expression of self, as people say, or is it actually a gender that could be existing? Well, technically, biologically, there are only two genders, but... You know, if you don't feel like you fit into any of those, then you should be able to identify as whatever you want. Because usually, usually the thing that determines if a person is transgender or not is if they experience um, gender dysphoria, which is also another thing debated about in the LGBTQ plus community, whether people think you need to experience like pain or like anything to 
identify as transgender or if you can just say, oh, you know what, I feel like doing this. And that's more of expression if you don't actually experience the struggles of like being transgender. And but some people don't. Sorry, the gen- what gen- do you say gender dysmorphia? Is that what it's called? Dysphoria. Dysphoria. Is that is that a physical? It, or is it like sort of emotional and... It can be any of those or all of them. Okay. Like. I, yeah, because I know that in Ireland, because um, we were doing this in SPHE actually, before midterm, uh, you have to have like a, basically a doctor's note if you want to be recognised as uh, transgender in Ireland if you're a kid or something. I'm not sure on the specifics, but it's basically saying that... Uh, you have to be evaluated by psychologists saying that you're mentally ill at the moment because of this, and that seems a bit unfair. I think, yeah, you're right. I'm fairly sure it's something to do with that you have to have proven to be... You have to prove that you have... That you're struggling, that you're having difficulties, that you have a problem before anything can be done, that you feel that you have a problem. Yeah. I know that you can't see my... <laughs> but problem doesn't seem like the right word, so that's why yeah. I did that. ears. You um, have to prove that you have some sort of difficulty before anyone will let you do anything about it. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people don't believe transgender people um, for, their, for their feelings because they're like, oh, you know. Why not? I don't know. I think it's You're just pretending? I think a lot of people say that. People say, like, transgenders and stuff. Mm. That it's a phase. But I... I don't know. I think, I think things are slowly becoming more progressive, but there's a lot of people who are still skeptical. Uh, totally. I do, though. I do believe that there should be some amount of caution before any. Mm. You know, this trans trending is probably a very good way to to to, to phrase it. That I'm sure there probably is a very small. Yeah. Amount of people who would just be sort of it, they they don't know what they want or what they feel. Yeah, no, and they feel like this is a quick solution or this is a solution to something where it might not be. But obviously that's a very small percentage, I would assume. I don't, I don't think it really matters, though. It's only when it comes down to if you're actually like, like going through maybe surgery, say. Mm. To, I think that's if it's like if you're only like, like you're not sure or you're then then I guess like that's when it matters. Otherwise, if mm. you're not sure, it doesn't really matter. You're kind of just. Oh, totally. Go for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel like it's also because nowadays people are becoming more acceptant with... Um, there, There's, like, less transphobia and homophobia in the world. So people feel that they can be valued, you know? They, that, they're not, that they're not necessarily going to be... Um, Discriminated de- Yeah, basically. So they don't, they don't... I feel like... If we were like, if we were back in, for example, in the eighteen hundreds, there would be less, less of, less of the LGBTQIA community, because back then it wasn't really accepted yet. So people didn't, yeah. So people didn't really think. It was crime. Yet, yeah, it was it was like a full on crime. People got so killed. When when they thought that maybe that maybe they weren't the same as everybody else, they didn't really. They, they kind of just tried to push it away because they didn't want to be discriminated against. But nowadays, people are more likely to embrace it. So that's why some people think that they're faking it, but maybe they're just not scared anymore. Um, yeah, so perhaps we could go through um, 
Did we do this already? Well, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk. The, the letters? Yeah, the letters. Because I know, um, like, it started LGBTQ. Oh, yeah. It started out with, and now there's another. Um, now there's the plus for all the plus, other Plus, which incorporates everything letter. which I've learned. Mm. Yeah, all yeah, the yes. other letter that's there. But some people... K stands for... <laughs> so just go through them very quickly. L. Okay, L, lesbian. B. Bisexual. G. Gay. Gay, gay. yeah. T. Transgender. Q. Queer. And there's others. Plus so um, is... There's also scoliosexual, pansexual, omnisexual. Asexual. Mm, there's yeah. everything yeah, inter- in the Yeah, inter... I've heard that. Um, there's bi-gender as asexuals, well. Asexuals, But basically, if we put a plus at the end of whatever we say, that sort of incorporates... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And talk to me about, which is a very new concept for me, um, the whole idea of pronouns. Because I know people um, are very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's something that we don't think about. So pro- pronouns, let, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Let me yeah. let me see if I can get this right. Okay. So pronouns, if you're female, she, she, her. she her. Yes. Male, he, him. Yes. And then it gets a bit, so like sometimes non, it's... Non-binary it's would be... They them. or them. Yeah. Yes. Or their. Yeah. There? As in, well, like, yeah. oh, well, that's yeah. just plural like, for everything, okay? So yeah. they, them. It's basically like if you were talking about someone who you don't know. Like, people still people still use it, you know, like, um, I don't know. I'm waiting for your friend. Have they arrived yet? Like, you don't know who they are, but you're just... Yeah. You, you still Like, people use they for people who they don't know mm-hmm. the gender of, so... Yeah. But people are... Um, there's a lot of backlash about the whole they, them thing because everyone's like, oh, it's... Plural. They're not plural people. It's one person. But um, I mean, back if if back to the like dysphoria thing. If people are experiencing pain over something, then changing a few words isn't like it's probably for the benefit of them. And I I feel like people are getting very angry about it when it's just it's not. When it's just yeah yeah yeah. Um, but wait, can I say something? Because also, you know when people ask what's what's the gender of like a baby and they don't know, and they say what's its gender? Like that's wrong in the first place. You should be saying like what's their gender? Because yeah. mm-hmm. a person's never an it. <laughs> Maybe it's just to begin grammar? with. <laughs> so like you always like start with saying they, so it doesn't really matter. I don't think I've ever said to anyone, what's its gender? Yeah, people <laughs> do <laughs> say that. Because they're usually like this is my child. My child. And they have a name by then, usually. But yeah, yeah but I, know, I know what you mean. I feel People like, are like yeah. oh, it's the baby. What's its name? And it's kind of like, it's 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 a reflex, sort of. People, just, People are kind of used to saying that, even though it's not right. But then, see, that's where I think it all starts to get a bit chaotic, is when people start getting offended by simple slips mm. by from other people. Like, I know, I mean, um, you know, if I was to approach someone who went by the they them pronoun and I and you know to me I started using her or she and then people get really offended and they're like what are you doing you're totally you know demeaning my yeah. chosen personality or my chosen person well, and it's like well I just didn't know yeah well a lot of people wouldn't react like that because no totally if you if you if you correct yourself or if you try to you know be good to them like obviously people are going to make mistakes it's hard to just instantly change your language and no, how yeah. you see a person mm. if you know the person especially mm. so like i think if the people in question are decent and like good people they'll they won't mind if you're trying because eventually they know it'll also they're mm. probably just more upset 
they're like if in the fact like they're never no one's ever I feel going to be angry if you're making an effort. Mm. It's I think if it comes down if people are purposely knowing and just yeah. I- mm. ignoring, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, because there are some people, for example, uh, who see a trans person and who purposely uses their birth pronouns, which is, I mean, if it was an accident, I would, it would be okay. But there's some people who, who purposely just to hurt other people's feelings who would use the wrong pronouns. Mm. And that's not well, okay. I, mean, I think it's like, you know, when I was in school, couple of years ago now but the the word gay was used as a like if you were called gay that was a bad thing yeah. you're so gay <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it's like yeah. Yeah. um whereas now it's well, definitely not well, it's it's still used it's, but yeah, i think to a much less or maybe there was just a, a guy on the internet um his name is dan howell basically uh, <laughs> I've heard that name. um is this a famous guy yeah he, he's he's a youtuber anyways um people called him gay in school Mm. And from that, he developed a mental illness because he didn't know what gay meant. It started from primary school, and he thought that if you're gay, that it's like a bad thing, and you can't be. But mm. he was. Mm. So he started having um, bad thoughts, and like he started feeling very badly about that. So, yeah, but now he acknowledged that it's all okay. But basically, uh, bottom line, you shouldn't be really calling people gay in a bad way. Yeah, very true. Um, so we have sort of run a little bit over time. So that was a very short conversation. I know we want to talk a bit more about it, so we might save a bit more time. But if we just wrap this up with some inspirational point from anyone, I would just say um, be yeah. kind. Be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. It's okay Except to be Except everyone. Be kind. Yeah. If you live by those models, you can't really go wrong, can you? Yeah. Gay means happy. (laughs) 